Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a podcast for women who are chasing epic and everyday adventures on their bikes. We are a production of Live Feisty Media and hosted by Christy Moan and Katherine Taylor. Hi. That was, that was you weird. You seemed really shocked by the fact that we were live. Well, my the screen was doing something really strange. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, there's Catherine. Okay, cool. Here we go. Yeah. We're here. Hey, we're I live. love live. I love it when we do it live. You do? Yeah, I actually do. <clears throat> Especially when I don't tell you anything about the podcast beforehand. Um, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I just knew I needed to show up at six or a little before. So. Yeah. You're a good talker. So here though. I am. You're here. You're here. Uh, so are you. I know. Did you have a good weekend? Oh my gosh. Yes. We took our uh, Coa Banker Emporia Real Estate team up to Kansas City on the plaza for a weekend of shenanigans. So it was fun for, for the holidays. Are you, are yeah. you recovering from that? I'm recovering from all of that stuff last week, really. So I feel like I finally oh, yeah, feel I was sick and I finally woke up. I woke up this morning after an actual eight hours of sleep, which that's, that's a game changer <laughs> Yeah, when you get to sleep. So yeah. How about yours? How was your weekend? It was good. I rode my bike outside, even though it was cold. Laura King was so you. proud of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, while, while she's riding in California. <laughs> I know. And the beautiful weather. And I actually, I, I got all bundled up. I got out of the car. I got my bike set up and I was like I didn't bring my pump and I haven't ridden outside in six weeks so I know you can ride with low air pressure but not mm -hmm. nine um, oh. psi so I had to go back and get the pump and I still rode outside I was really good, proud good of for you I'm really proud of you because I'm for hating cold weather yeah. okay uh, so if you are joining us live, we've got some people joining us live. We've got Lisa from Asheville, North Carolina. If you're joining us live, go ahead in the comments, tell us where you're joining us from and yeah, why, why you're excited to be here tonight. I'm joining you from Emporia. Okay. I'm joining you from Tacoma, Washington. Um, and then uh, if you're listening to this uh, on Tuesday, our regular podcast, this was a live podcast recording. So it's going to be a little bit different uh, than it normally is. But I do want to mention two of our awesome sponsors before we jump into our guests. So we have two sponsors right now on our podcast that I really love. I have my auto lock, which I actually almost lost yesterday uh, when I went to take my bike. But I was like, this is a great stocking stuffer gift. And we still get 25% off. It is. So it's perfect. It's perfect yeah. stocking stuffer. So... 25% off it's perfect. with the code girls Gone gravel at autodesignworks.com. I think Ella is going to put this in the comments for you guys. And then a gift for you, if you're wanting to get your blood work done, which we've talked about the advantages of that on the thing, um, inside tracker, they'll count, you go, you get all your blood panels done. Find out all the information about what supplements or how you need to change your diet. I changed my diet quite a lot to a more vegetarian diet after mm -hmm. that. And I've actually felt better. Um, so they're insidetracker.com backslash feisty. If you want to get that deal for 25% off, that could be a Christmas present for you. Yeah, um, I agree. Well, um, 
we have two really fantastic women tonight. Do you want to introduce our guests and we'll have Lindsay put them on the screen for us? I mean, we, we always have, we always have really fantastic women. Like we do, we do. That's just kind of this whole community. So it's pretty, it's pretty great, but, but we, we have, have not had a woman Amy that sucked Ross yet. And Scotty Lechuga. <laughs> That's true. I'm, it's, it's being weird. My audio, like you're there. Oh, there they are. Amy and Scotty. Hey guys. Hi. Hello. Welcome to, welcome to our podcast recording. Thank you. Um, so, uh, we were saying before we started, we could literally, with both of you, have a full episode because both of you have gone through some <laughs> major <laughs> adventures this year. Um, and we wanted to talk a little bit about, as we're wrapping up the year, and I always spend some time at the end of the year planning, like, what adventures I want for the next year. So we wanted to talk a little bit about, like, what are... Um, some of the big adventures that you all got involved in this past year and maybe some of the things that you overcame because I always plan these big adventures and then I'm like, I have to, I have to figure out how to get to Colorado <laughs> to figure out how to get my bike back to Colorado. And then Christy texts me at four in the morning with ideas. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, I would love if people have not met you on the podcast before, why don't you just give us a tiny bit of background of who you are and where you live to start with, and then people will start to see the common theme of this podcast. Scotty, you want to start? Sure. I'm Scotty. I transitioned to Northwest Arkansas about a year ago. Um, my husband and I have owned a coaching business for about 12 years. We both used to race pro road, but since then have made a, a major departure for more gravel-based ultra adventures. And uh, it was really clear to us that Northwest Arkansas was the place to be, not only for us as people who love bikes, but for our business too. And so we actually moved up here with our coaching platform and started an additional new business. We have a cycling retreat up here in Northwest Arkansas, and the community here is amazing. I love it, and I haven't looked back once. So um, yeah, we, we are very happy. And your last name is Lettuce. It is. Right? It really does mean that in Spanish and yeah, Scotty Lettuce. <laughs> All right, Amy, can you follow that? <laughs> I don't know. Like Ross was not like. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go try um, moan. <laughs> so I'm Amy Ross. I live in Bentonville, Arkansas. Um, I moved here about just a little over three years ago after kind of bouncing around um, between California, Colorado, and Michigan, um, just pretty much kind of chasing cycling opportunities and found myself here in Northwest Arkansas, which to Scotty's point is great. We love it. Um, my husband, Nat, is also here with me and he is a mountain bike hall of famer. And so there's two very prominent cyclists in our house, although I don't have the same accolades as he does but we still get out and adventure together so um and i'm really excited that Catherine and the team at girls gone gravel and christy had asked me to help be on the ground logistics as they're moving forward with a in-person event so i'm excited to be here yeah we got we got amy when she was taking on a new big adventure and i was like oh what are you doing right now <laughs> Pretty much nothing. <laughs> riding, riding my bike, <laughs> begging Scotty to coach me. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I would love like for both of you to share what's what's a, a big adventure you undertook this past year. Tell us about something you did. Yeah. Um, so I raced my first solo bike packing race. Um, it was the Arkansas high country and it was amazing. And I loved every minute of it, even though it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. So <laughs> it was pretty rad. Um, I, I definitely got what I wanted out of it, which was just to really find myself out there on the route. And it's beautiful. It was br brutal, brutal route, but you all should try it. I swear it's worth it. <laughs> Those words of accolades really inspire me. <laughs> I feel like this is something I could say Christy should try. 
<laughs> yes, right. I know. I'm like, dang it, that sounds fun. <laughs> mm. it was awesome. And I will come cheer for you. <laughs> um, when you say it's brutal, just for people that aren't familiar with the events, like distance, yeah. what is what is it um, like? Yeah, it's a thousand mile race through the kind of countryest back roads of Arkansas. So it's predominantly gravel and it takes you through very rural Arkansas. And um, like there's a lot of distance between some of the resupplies and it's called the high country because it, it literally ties together the highest points of Arkansas and strings those together. And everyone's like, well, there's no mountains in Arkansas. There's no altitude, but it does this you know, times a million over and over again. So instead of some of these endurance races where you go up a mountain, down a mountain, it's like it just eats you in little pieces. And so that's what makes it so tricky is we have really short, pitchy climbs here. So um, it, it just tears you apart, you know, hour by hour. <laughs> I did 50 miles of that route this weekend and I was so <laughs> This is good. Hey, that's the 20th of the way. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's good. That's a good way to frame it. You gotta break it into chunks. It'll by that route, it's gonna take me like what 10 years, five years to get it done. <laughs> Just every weekend. Yeah. And what about you, Amy? What's something you undertook this year? Well, I guess my biggest thing was probably not necessarily like on the bike, but um, stepping back from um, my job in in this community um, that was very heavily focused on on the cycling environment and and taking a much needed break that that I needed just for my own personal well being. So that was kind of a big big step for me um, personally and in my career. I'd never not worked, so it was really nice. And during that time, I've actually spent more time on my bike now and really started to understand a little bit more of how to like balance work and my passions. So that's been my like pretty big accomplishment. And I did my first solo almost 60 mile ride this summer. So yay. That's awesome. Where did you do that ride? In Michigan. So I grew up in the northern lower peninsula and where my parents live was kind of the, the center point of two railroad crossings years ago. And if you know about the rail trail project, they had since taken out those railroads and have created trail networks. Well, they split down south of where my parents live around this lake. And I always had wanted to figure out how to connect the two on the very southern end, but I knew it was extremely rural. And when I mean extremely rural, like it's like logging area. I saw one dirt biker out there and I think he thought I was like nuts or lost. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> A little bit. Um, Definitely didn't expect to be like shouldering my bike through makeshift ponds and um, swimming with like turtles and, and toads in some aspects, but I got it done and I was extremely proud. It wasn't in the time that I wanted, surprisingly, because Michigan, even though it seems flat, isn't necessarily, but yeah, it was exciting. Good job. Uh, Lisa just said, I thought I heard a Midwestern accent. <laughs> I've been gone for almost 20 years and it still will not escape me. It's still there. <clears throat> Christy, did you feel like you had a big adventure this past year? I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think 2021 was just a big adventure in and of itself, like coming out of COVID and back to reality and like stepping back into the spaces with, you know, physically being around people again was, was its own challenge. I, I loved our, um, you know, girls going gravel show on the road this summer. I thought that was, that was really fun. Um, the solo drive from, you know, I left Leadville to go to steamboat and then drove solo all the way up to whitefish 
for the last best ride and then drove solo all the way back to Emporia, which was in a vehicle, but <laughs> you I haven't done that since gas. I was in my, what? Where you could barely touch the gas. I know I could barely, my feet don't touch the floor in the van. So <laughs> it's a true statement. <laughs> I have to put a little block under. Oh, <laughs> so cute. I know it's so adorable. It's not funny. <laughs> Catherine loves that I'm so short. But, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I would love to share. You're well, not that short. Amy, you're not that short. <laughs> I'm not that short, but Catherine thinks I'm that short. I'm 5'10". 5'4". It's not, it's not that short. <laughs> but, but it is true. And the, the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, my feet just barely touch the floor. So it's kind of a pain in the butt when you're driving long hours to have a foot mm -hmm. that dangles. So, <laughs> so I put it up on the door a lot. <laughs> Too much information. Nobody Get wants it to done. hear this. Get it done. <laughs> get it done. Well, I would love to hear from each of you. Like, what is one thing? Um, what are some things that you had to overcome or you got to overcome and put it that way, frame it that way to embark on your adventure? Cause it was, everybody's was a kind of a different thing. Scotty, what about you? First solo bike packing trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of obstacles. Some were more mental than actual, but, um, I, for one, uh, have only done these types of adventures with my husband, Ernie. So um, Ernie can fix anything, like anything on a bike. And so he gives me a lot of peace of mind when we're out there together because something happens, so he'll figure it out. And so uh, learning my own mechanical stuff for this um, bike race was something I knew I would have to do, but I also like procrastinated like as long as possible until the point where it was the summer and I, I knew I was going to do it. And I was like, I'm just going to have to start doing it. And it got to the point where I asked Ernie if he would help me like go through scenarios. And so he started messing with my bike. That's how I started. Like I would come out and something wouldn't be right. And he'd be like, figure it out. <laughs> so that wasn't really great for our marriage, but it was good for me. Like, um, to learn some things about the way that my bike worked. And um, like, I just started doing stuff for myself, which I, I've always had, you know, when I raced on the road, I had my bikes taken care of by mechanics and Ernie's always helped me. And so that was a big concern of mine because this route, it it's not friendly to your bike. It's pretty rowdy. And um, I was scared of flats, you know, that I wouldn't know how, what to do. And I was scared of my gears failing and, chain failing and all that kind of stuff. And so we did kind of co go through like some one ones just pretty basic stuff, but still, um, I started doing my own tire, tire sealant. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but learning how to set up and break down my tubeless setup, what to do if I had gashes versus just little, you know, little pops in the tire, no big deal. You just throw in a bacon strip, but what if you get like a sidewall tear? And so we started working on all that stuff. And, um, it was good for me to kind of take ownership of that, but it's, it's not something I really enjoy. Like I've never wanted to get dirty with my bike per se, but it is kind of, um, it does give you a little bit of that independence feeling to know that you can do kind of some basic stuff for yourself out there. So it was good. And I would highly recommend if you're a female, even if you do have someone that helps you with your bike, just learning those basic things. Cause it really does free you up. Like, you don't have to waste so much energy worrying about what could happen. And it just makes you a little more, you know, confident out there. So find someone to mess with your bike. <laughs> <laughs> just don't let it be your husband. Maybe. <laughs> he was like, you asked for this. It's like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Nat does that to me and I don't even I never even like mentioned by any means that I'm <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think oh man. Well, Amy, what about you? Quitting your job isn't especially because you had what most people would think is the dream job, right? Like 
people are like, I want to do that job. I want to do bike cycling stuff all day. Yeah. I mean, I've spent my entire career working in the cycling industry. And so like, I feel like a lot of people have always, and I mean, guilty. I was like, same thing. Like when I realized that I could actually do that for a living, it was probably more glamorous than I really thought it was. And, um, I, I mean, I love it. I, I would never choose to do anything else. And, and yeah, being, um, you know, a piece of the puzzle within this whole community um, of Northwest Arkansas and Bentonville in particular, where so much cycling um, development, culture, just new breadth and depth is, is coming into it from, from out of this area. And yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were surprised when I stepped back, but um <laughs> If anything, like over the last couple of years, and and I know you guys know some of my history over the last couple of years and challenges that I'd gone through health-wise, and then, you know, obviously COVID hit, and yeah, it just allowed me to take and put a little bit more perspective on, on really like focusing on myself and understanding that like, you know, I have one body to get through the rest of this life, and and I want to make the most of it. And I want to make sure that, you know, I'm doing things that are making me happy and healthy and supporting my family. So, um, yeah, stepping back without having anything lined up on the other side was a huge, um, you know, kind of black hole that I jumped into. But, you know, with the support of my husband and a lot of friends, it's just the transition's been pretty easy. And, you know, like it, it definitely taught me a lot of like sometimes like letting go of some of that control a little bit actually opens up a lot of other doors that you never thought were there or would anticipate, you know, coming at your way. So it's been kind of fun to be able to choose a little bit more of my my pathway going forward. And, and then again, like spending more time on my bike. I mean, Scotty knows I called her and I was like, Hey, I have, I have goals that I want to accomplish on the bike. And they're not very specific to like, Hey, I want to win a race or anything. And, um, got down and talked to her about it. And like some of the stuff she was asking me, it was like, and okay, if I get you to there, you're just going to stop there. Like that's not going to happen. And I mean, <laughs> It's been great. And like, one of my things is, is being able to just like, you know, it was hard for me a lot of times when people would ask me to like, go and do like a 50 or 60 mile ride just on a given weekend. Like I didn't have the belief that I could do it because I didn't feel like I was putting in enough time. Um, and I've realized that there's a lot you can accomplish, um, you know, with some of the time that you have, um, but then I was able to also do my first multi-day back-to-back bike trip this year. And I don't think that I would have had the opportunity to do that or, um, just the belief in myself if I hadn't surrounded myself with a good community and, and great people and, and people like Scotty to help, you know, encourage and coach me along the way and help with some of those tools. So been a pretty good end to the year so far. <laughs> I love it. I think you nailed like that on the head, Amy, with talking about how important it is to just surround yourself with that community. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're Those are all frozen. Yeah. You're the... Is it me? We got you back. We got you back. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> we heard you. We heard, we heard you, you at a different rate than your mouth was moving. <laughs> <laughs> People here tomorrow won't see it live. I love that. Yeah. Basically half of, actually, I'll tell you all a quick story. Last week, this podcast won't come out until next week, but Christy had gotten her booster and she was sick. And the woman that we were interviewing, who's such a good interview, but she was freaking out a little bit. And I thought it was me because Christy was laying on the couch miserable. <laughs> And so she's just like, like, she would like unmute and then say something. And I was like, I'm frozen because Christy's not moving either, but it wasn't. 
me. It was <laughs> the woman we were interviewing because Christine was feeling so miserable. I was like laying there. <laughs> like, yeah, the screen it's, it's was weird. My connection's bad and it's never bad. So oh, I don't Emporia Internet. <laughs> your audio is clear though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your audio is working fine. Okay. Well, I'll just roll with it. I'll just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see where it goes. Everybody else is kind of freezing in and out. Well, Christy, I would love to hear your answer on this question. This is kind of my third question on this because you have been the champion and getting women to like believe in themselves and do big things for a long time. And like, what advice do you give women that get kind of like stuck in their own thinking or that like, I can't, I don't know if I can, I don't know if the time, you know, all those things besides just suck it up and do it. <laughs> now you might be complaining well, really you know, no. I mean I do I, I do think there's a little bit of suck it up and do it that comes into play with it right like but I think the bigger thing is really is um having been you know a woman that has had two full-time jobs at one point and raised twins and all of the things that come with all of that understanding that it's really important to take the time for yourself um and and scheduling time for yourself it makes you it makes you a better human it makes you a better employee it makes you a better mom it makes you a better friend um and i just i think it's just it's just crucial you know the the biggest thing i ever did for myself was i scheduled literally on my calendar like an hour and a half a day that was mine and i blocked it off so anybody trying to schedule anything over the top of it they didn't i said it was an appointment they didn't know that the appointment was me going and riding my bike um you know, and it just, it just became something where it, y your mental health and your physical health are really the two most important things you have. Um, there's, they are what centers yourself to be able to give and do for your community and your family. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you're really doing a disservice to, to those around you. Um, not just yourself. You're, I mean, you're literally doing a disservice to your family. So I think it's just important to encourage each other and make sure women understand it doesn't matter where you're starting from. I mean, it doesn't, it, you know, it's great that Amy went out and rode 50 miles of Scotty's thousand mile route. Like that was huge. That's huge. It doesn't matter it that she did it. Um, period. Like I don't, I hate it when people say like when they come and do Unbound, they're like, I'm only doing the 50. I'm like it's 50 miles. It's not only, you know, so just find yourself where you're at and give yourself, be grace, be graceful with yourself. Anyway. Yeah. Yada, yada. Amy, I'm curious for you, like, because you, you said like part of it was your mental health with everything that you've gone on. Was it hard to get to that place where you had to like, for mental health, like if, if other people are feeling like overwhelmed or that mental health, like what, do you have any specific advice you'd give them? Good question. I think like with everything that I had gone through was like, it was a huge mental shift for me to have to like stop and take on the fact that like, I have something that I will live with with the rest of my life. And how am I going to manage through that and still live the life that I want to live? And like, you know, I, I never took no for an answer. And I, I did a lot of research of my own and found a lot of different people across you know, several communities that really got me back to where, you know, I wanted to be. And then I think it's just been really small steps from there of like small pieces. And I know like Scotty talks about this too. And like some of the things that she's even done to prepare for like the high country is just like the small steps that I took of like, okay, like I've accomplished some of these things, but I want to be able to do it and feel more comfortable about it and have a little bit more of that, like internal knowledge of knowing and, and comfort of like, I can do this. And so like, what's the step that's going to help me mentally get there. And I thought about that. And I was like, when I reached out to Scotty and I was like, you know how to do this, like, and train and stuff. Will you help me with this part? And so like, I think it's just like over time, I've found like great people and a good community to like tap into those different pieces and parts that continue to arise as I've been 
moving along this journey. I mean, I even hired a life coach over the last year and like, I talk to her when things come up and need just, you know, an outsider's perspective. And when I get stuck in ruminating on different things and, and that, and she'll, you know, listen and break it all down and work through the process. So it just, I guess like the biggest thing is, is like, it's never, it, the work's never done. Like there's always going to be a next step and it's just like, you know, listening to yourself as to what's that next piece that you're, you can tackle. And I mean, some of the great things are is like, I went and did a four day back-to-back bikepacking trip and I came back and Scotty was like, how was it? I was like, I did really well. Like I did way better than I had anticipated. (laughs) So it's, it's things like that, that like just give you that piece and then to have someone to like share that with that understands like, what your goals are, where you want to go and getting there and help and like believing through with you through the process. I love that. I would love, um, I want to go on to Scotty too and ask her, but while Scotty is going to answer, if you're listening, tell us in the comments, because I love seeing the comments come in. What are you doing? Like, what are the things that you do to help you kind of get past any barriers that you experience when you start thinking about your adventures? Or if you have a really fun adventure in mind, you can tell us about that too. Okay. Scotty, what about you? Yeah. I loved hearing that, Amy. That was awesome. Um, I've realized that the big reason why I cycle in the first place is all the parallels between the sport and life. And I think it's really easy to get um, wrapped up in how we grow in the sport, but I've, I've transitioned my kind of mentality to, to look for more of how it's making me grow as a human being. And that's a huge part of my focus, even for next year is like what I've, what I've learned to love about cycling is you have this story and you could be a professional or you could be just starting and you have a story, you know, you have a great story. And when you share that with people, it motivates them and encourages them. And so, um, you know, even with our little junior athletes that are under 18, I try and teach and show them that it's about the growth process. It's about not, not, not so much about the results and the podiums and the, you know, wins and those are transitory. And we all, you know, look towards that as maybe a goal, but at the end of the day, it's all about the progress over the performance. And so um, that's been a major mental shift for me coming off of being totally burnt out as a roadie and having stepped back from the sport for a while, just with a distaste in my mouth for where I was mentally and um, being really hard on myself. And that's the cool thing about cycling is you really can always be in a growth trend. You can always be growing and always looking for ways that it can really catapult you in every area of your life. I, I use it with my kids. I use it in my business. Like there are just things that come up in life where I'm like, I felt this way on my bike. You know, I've had this taste in my mouth before. Where did it come from? It was like, oh, that training ride, you know? And so I just love how there are so many parallels um, that we can draw from this sport. And that's why I gravitate towards it and get so addicted to it, is it just has so many reaches into my personal life as well. And so even if you don't have the perfect training schedule or the time like uh, like Christy was saying, you you gotta carve out these moments, and if even if it's not a bike ride, if it's time for you to, you know, spend with yourself and you know really look inward for some of these trends that are maybe helping you grow, it's gonna it's gonna really pour forward into your cycling experience too. Wow, I love that. Um, Lisa says, "Control the controllables." I guess it's something a Rebecca Russianism. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about how people can come hang out with all four of us. Shall we? Yeah. (laughs) We're all going to Christy's house in Emporia. The address is. I'm tuning in. (laughs) Um, If you come come the first weekend of June, it'd be really good. Yeah, you're not gonna have time to hang out with anybody then. Um, we all stay with you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I just won't be here. <laughs> um, okay, so we uh, 
it's the worst kept secret that I've ever done. Maybe I mean this summer, everybody was finding out about it, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you mean because uh, you were telling everyone. <laughs> I was telling people. <laughs> um, but if you all uh, have gotten any of our emails or been around things uh, or seen our social media or read Bellow News today. Um, you've seen that we are hosting <laughs> our very first uh, event, which is going to be a women's gravel festival called the Gone Graveling Festival. And we're doing it in Bentonville, Arkansas. Um, yeah. This year, we're going to be there May 28th through 30th. And um, April. April 28th through 30th. What? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just excited. Just Amy. Christy definitely <laughs> wouldn't be making it then. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> um, and yeah, th so it's not a race. It's not a camp. It's very different. This is, in my mind, a time for women to come together. We're going to do a lot of riding. We're going to have some great skills clinics and we're going to have some parties. Um, so I brought uh, Scotty and Amy on partially to hear all of their wisdom, but then also to find out like, why Bentonville? So Amy, I feel like you're the person to tell us why Bentonville is so amazing for cycling. <laughs> yeah. Other than the fact that I made my Colorado native husband move to <laughs> Northwest Arkansas. Your professional mountain biker. We have cycling here. Um, I mean, we do. We, we have, um, so much great cycling. If you haven't heard about Bentonville from, from a mountain biking side of things, we have over 400 miles of soft surface trail across Northwest Arkansas as a whole. Um, and it's a variety of stuff. And so it, it's definitely no secret that there's been a, a big movement to push cycling forward in this region. And um, gravel is a big piece of that as well, which is you know, in part a lot to why they created the high country route, which showcases a lot of different areas across Northwest Arkansas and then beyond. Um, but, you know, in addition to that, Lifetime and Big Sugar happened this year and a lot of people kind of got a taste of what the gravel is like around here. And so this is just an opportunity to showcase more of that great gravel um, wrapped into a community of like-minded people that love to spend time outdoors, love to do it via bike. Um, I mean, there's just so much that that really caters to the cyclist around here um, and a community that is so welcoming to anyone that's coming from outside. I mean, before I moved here, that was one of the things that just always grabbed a hold of me every time I would come to visit is like, People would just like absorb you and take you in and show you all the things to do. And you never left like having a bad time. It was like, oh man, like how lucky am I that I got that experience? So Scotty, did I miss any, would you add anything to that? Like, <laughs> You know, it's funny because I went, I came to Northwest Arkansas for like the past 10 years to do Joe Martin which was in Fayetteville. And it used to be like, why would you go to Bentonville? I don't know. And over the past five years, Bentonville has become just this Mecca for cyclists to the point where my husband and I were just like, we, we got to move there. <laughs> we have to be there. <laughs> and so um, our kids, I mean, just have their skills. Have It's unreal. There's families that ride here. There's women that ride here. There's dude rides. I mean, there's just something for everybody and everything in between. So it's amazing what they've built here for people that love bikes. And food. <laughs> and beer and coffee and, you know, the things that we all need <laughs> to ride bikes too. <laughs> oh, Catherine, you're muted. Catherine's muted. Sorry, there was a plane going over. She's talking and we're like, like, she's muted. Christy's frozen again. There's a point. <laughs> I myself. Um, yeah, somebody was asking about beer, so beer is confirmed um, yeah. to be at the event. Um, but I, um, 
I know when I went and visited both of the things that both of you all said, I just fell in love with and fell in love with just the culture that is Bentonville. Like it's such an easy town to get around on. Everything's connected by bike path. Um, and everybody was so freaking excited about cycling and about having an event in Bentonville. And like Amy all day long, since the Bella news article came out, we've been getting people locally. They're like, can I volunteer? How can I help? What can I do? So um, I think it's just such a welcoming place, especially for women on bikes um, that I'm really excited for everyone to experience that. Okay, Scotty, I um, I felt I was like, I'm going to ask Scotty if she wants to kind of be a part of this, but she's so busy and she's got so many things going on. And you were like, I absolutely want in. I'm so excited <laughs> about this. Why was that? Like, <laughs> You didn't even like ask me like, what am, what's, what am I committing to? You were like, I just went in. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's bringing together so many of my favorite things. Um, gravel women on bikes. Um, this is just like a sweet spot for me. And I've been kind of looking at the comments coming in. Yes. Come even if you're by yourself, because it's going to be such a welcoming community. You're going to make so many friends that weekend that are just going to become like your besties. And it's going to be fun. And I, I messaged Catherine after I'd gotten wind of it. And I was like, please let me be a part of it because I love sharing everything I've learned about gravel and sport, um, with other people. And I just, I just want to, just want to be with the girls. <laughs> so, um, it's going to be fun. I'm really, really thrilled to be a part of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, just to give everybody that wants the details to give you a little bit of the overview and Amy for the things I forget, just interrupt me. Uh, so, um, Friday night or nope, Thursday, it starts. <laughs> it's been a long this day. Is <laughs> <laughs> this is why I hired Amy to handle the logistics. I was going to say. <laughs> so, go whiskey. <laughs> I know. Um, Thursday night, we're going to kick off with a big opening party. Anybody that wants to come in early, um, we're going to have like a self-guided tour that you can do around Bentonville. There's a lot of art that you can see off the bike pass. Is that right, Amy? Like Correct. Of things. And then um, Friday during the day, that's going to be a lot of skills workshops. And people are like, what are the skills workshops? And we've got some in mind, but because it's it's not a thousand people, it's it's going to be around 250 people mark we can really tailor it as you all register so when you register there's going to be some questions of what skills workshops do you want to see we've like I said we've got some in the works but if everybody says I want to learn about nutrition like we can bring in a nutrition workshop so we're, we'll really be able to tailor a lot of it around the participants that are coming um, and those will be some of those will be on the bike so you'll go out and maybe Scotty will teach you how to descend really fast or she'll mess with your bike I'll tell you how to make you fix it. Um, and then, um, some will be more like, you know, learning at the festival location. And then uh, we're working on something that we hope to have come together on Friday night. We'll keep you posted. Uh, but you'll get to go out and just kind of do what you want in Bentonville. There's all kinds of restaurants and bars and stuff there that night. Um, Sarah, our CEO, said she might get on her bike again for this. And then... Um, Saturday is going to be long ride day. So we're going to go out and we'll have, what routes did we say, Amy? I think we talked somewhere around like a 25, 35 to 40, and then like a metric century distance. Yeah. But again, like to your point, like we can kind of curtail it a little bit to um, people that register and, and what they're kind of looking for. So, yeah. And those aren't races. Those are rides. There may be some donkeys, camels, maybe. What was it? Camels, maybe. Things, <laughs> things we find along the way, adventures, some surprises thrown into the rides. We won't mess with your bike. Um, and then, um, and there'll be, we'll have different pace groups. So if you're like, I'm a beginner, I don't know if this is for me, this is absolutely a great place for you to come. And and like Scotty said, if you're coming solo, I guarantee you'll, you're going to leave with a whole bunch of friends because we're going to have a big closing party Saturday night. That's going to be a blast. So, so yeah, that's what I would almost is. encourage you to come solo. Like, <laughs> like the women's camps that I've done, like there are so many women that have, have formed amazing friendships that have gone on, you know, from mm -hmm. just coming to camp. So don't be afraid to come to this 
you know, to a festival solo like this. I think we're going to give you plenty of opportunities to connect with people. So that shouldn't be a, a deterrent. I love that Karen says that she's going to allow her husband to come and stay in the Airbnb if he wants to. <laughs> I saw that too. I would also add too that like um, this is a great common ground place for gravel cyclists of all levels to come together. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, as a newer rider, how much you can really learn from some of the more experienced and even for some of the more experienced people to like learn what some of the new challenges are. I mean, I know like for a lot of us sitting on this call, we've all been riding bikes for quite a long time. And so like, I'm always constantly surprised by some of the barriers that some of the women have brought up about like what keeps them from being able to go out and ride. And so it just helps us all build a stronger community. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Okay. I don't want to miss, uh, so there's lots of places to stay in Bentonville. There's lots of Airbnbs, but Scotty has a very special place that's just outside <laughs> of Bentonville that she's like reserved. So if anybody, if when you register, you get an email and it's got a bunch of links for options to stay. And it's pretty limited space, but this, if we didn't have to coordinate the festival and be in Bentonville, I would definitely like be staying <laughs> and having Scotty's make me breakfast. But um, Scotty, you, I know you talked about it on a podcast before, but just give us a quick overview of all the things that people could do at Natural State Rock and Republic, even if they wanted to come in early and Absolutely. Yes. So um, we have a unique historic property that's about 20 minutes south of Bentonville, just up the uh, down the freeway from Bentonville. So you'd have about a 20 minute drive to Bentonville. But uh, on site here, we've made it as friendly as we can for cyclists. We have safe bike storage. We have tons of parking. We have bike wash bays. We, we get cyclists. Um, we have a bike fitting studio. My husband's a really good bike fitter. And so we have a fit studio and uh, some indoor trainers. And we would love to help make your stay comfortable while you're here for this festival. And um, we, yeah, just love to see some women come for this weekend. Yeah. And if you want to stay, maybe Scotty will take you out back love it. that week. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Sure, hit me up. And <laughs> I mean, she's like, I didn't volunteer for that. <laughs> no, but I'll be here. And um, you know, it's it's a cool property. It's um, ten bedroom, ten bath historic home. So you do get a private room, but there's also a kitchen that you can use here if you want to, you know, come early and cook your own meal or whatever. So it's a yeah. new place. And all the rooms are so cool. Yeah, it's fun. All right. Well, if anybody has any last minute questions, go ahead and ask them in the comments. If you go to girlsgonegravel.com backslash festival, it's on the link. You can find the registration. Registration is open. We have about 250 slots. Amy, Amy and I are seeing how far we can push it. Um, but we also want to make it a great experience for everybody. And we're, we're super excited that we're connecting with a lot of the women in the area to help lead rides. Christy's going to be coming, helping us lead clinics as well. She's been doing women's camps for a long time. Um, so she'll be out there telling you to suck it up and do it. <laughs> I'm not the mean. nicest way possible. <laughs> Firm. Firm. <laughs> if you would like Chris to leave a clinic, please put in the comments what clinic that would be. <laughs> I, I you totally it. cut out. I didn't hear. <laughs> um, Amy, what did I miss? What else would you say? I think you kind of nailed everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, springtime in Northwest Arkansas is amazing. It's probably one of the, you know, best times. I know, Christy, you've been here during that and watched just some of the stuff blossom. I mean, Scotty's mm -hmm. seen yep. all kinds yeah. of seasons. Yeah, so, I mean be prepared for, for any kind of weather, but, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I think we're all excited to share our gravel with you and yeah. our community. So, Oh, Molly's asking if there are any, uh, activities on Sunday. So Molly, we're at, we won't have official activities cause we know a lot of people have to leave and like get back to work for Monday. <laughs> 
But um, we're working with some of the local women that are doing some longer rides of potentially offering, like if you want to stay and get out on a longer ride option or do something to have some routes. So like um, we're, we created a Facebook group that you'll get to join once you sign up for the festival. And that way people can connect and say, I want to stay through Monday. I'm looking for Airbnb. Apparently there's this Airbnb share situation thing that I have no idea what it is, but somebody's working on it. So, um, so my, like my vision is we come together, we get to celebrate a lot. We get to ride a lot of bikes. We learn. So just like what Scotty was saying, like you feel so much more empowered for whatever adventure you have in store. And, um, and then we have just lots of fun together and we all are like, okay, what's our next thing that we're going to, <laughs> um, and we all go to it together. So I'm super excited. I'm excited that these women are joining me. I'm excited that Amy's helping with logistics. Cause as you can see, we'd be having this festival in May. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be scheduled for April, but we'd be having it in May. <laughs> I had to email the oh, guys and be like, I put the wrong date in. Could you change that? No, I really did today. <laughs> There's a lot going on, guys. A lot's going on. Um, and by the way, Christy, Wendy said that you maybe are a little bit more than firm. Wendy Shear? Yeah. <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> As you can see, this is going to be a really fun group of women to be with. And uh, so thank you all so much for your time tonight, Scotty and Amy and Christy. Exactly. And thank, thank you, everybody, for joining us. If you're listening to this podcast recording, um, thank you for being patient with us as we navigate the live platform. Um, and we hope to see you in Bentonville. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.